Hello, ladies, and welcome. I have a question that we're going to talk about today. How do you manage stress during the holidays? And what can you do to manage it better? Because I don't know if your life is anything like mine. But if it is, life gets a little more harried and crazy and busy during the holiday season. And so today we're going to be talking a little bit about tips and tricks to help you get through that with more of a smile on your face. <laughs> so stay tuned. Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another. Hello and welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson, along with... I'm Deanne Taylor. Tamara, there are so many different ethnic holidays coming up during the last of the year. I think this is for every mother. Absolutely. I thought we'd kick it off a little bit today. We're going to talk a little bit about general principles that help you have stress reduction in your life. And then we'll talk about incorporating traditions and stuff like that in the second half of the podcast. So I wanted to kind of break the ice today talking about an interview I did on my personal podcast last year. And I happened to interview Dr. Michael Olpen, and he is a professor of health promotion and the director of Weber State University Stress Relief Center, where he's been a professor, he's got his PhD, and he's been teaching for over 22 years. So he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it sounds to me like I could use what he has to say. <laughs> yes, and in fact, the way I found out about him was, I have a good friend that just recently went back to school and I watched her take these health and wellness classes. And she said, these are my favorite classes and they're teaching me how to balance all the stress in my life in a more healthy way. And she has so many chaotic things in her life. It was so interesting to watch it kind of from an observer standpoint, because all of a sudden she went from being so harried and frantic to managing her stress in a more healthy way. And I just, I finally said, what is the difference? What are you doing? And she said that one of her classes, it was called the mind body wellness class that, that Dr. Olpen had encouraged or requires all his students to sign a contract when they're taking that class that they will incorporate these four habits into their lives. And that by doing that, it had helped her decrease her stress and manage it so much more easily. And so I'm like, I have got to have this guy on my show. Yeah, only four things? That yes. sounds doable, doesn't it? I know, oh right? Well, especially if it helps us just generally decrease our stress, right? Right. Because we can all use that. And we all have periods of stress that crop up seasonally or just randomly sometimes. But the holidays seems to be especially frantic. Don't you think? Right. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think it's intensified during the holidays, but with mm -hmm. family, stress crops up almost daily. Yes. Uh, in one way or another, there are worse days than other days. Yes. And some days you might be stress-free, 
but there's if you have a family there's always something that's being thrown at you that you have to cope with yeah Will you share those with us now? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to touch on these. The first one is exercise. And Dr. Olpin says that exercise is like the MVP of wellness. It is the most important thing we can do because it gets our bodies moving. And as we move, we release stress. And so even if it's like a 20 minute walk, if you can incorporate that in. In fact, just before I I did the podcast, recorded the podcast this morning, I'm like, okay, I've got to record the podcast at this time. I've got to take care of my son who has autism. And so I've got to fit the walk in and this little time period right there. And it was just, you know, you're slipping these things in by the skin of your teeth some days, but for me and my stress, I've got to have some little form of exercise and it can even be walking around your house. It can be walking around the mall in the winter time. I, I sure did that a couple of years ago. We had a particularly bad winter here in Utah and I ended up at the mall and I was like in my early forties and there were mostly people there who were in their seventies or eighties, but I didn't care because I was getting my exercise. In. When he said walking around your house, my daughter does that. Yeah. She doesn't do well going outside a lot, but the vitamin D is also healthy. Yeah. It's very helpful for your, for your body. It but is. when it's not possible, she just, when she comes to visit us, we, she talks to us, but she's taking the laps around the house. While she's go. talking to the family and it's a little bit more intense when she gets into the living room where everybody's sitting, but then talk louder, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can incorporate this in that. I guess that's the point. And sometimes I will confess that on mornings when I've got too much to do, I have actually walked around my house to the laundry room, rotating a load of laundry, walking and putting things away, wiping counters, vacuuming. Sometimes that counts as exercise too, because I, I'm, I'm cleaning and tidying and exercising at the same time. And you better believe I'm going to count it as exercise. <laughs> well, I think it's hard work doing that housework, keeping things oh, up. Yeah. I think yeah. one time we talked about doing stretches as you do your vacuuming, just do a stretch with that and change hands every once in a while. Oh, there so there's go. a lot of ways to get the exercise in and it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. No, no. You're absolutely right. So exercise is number one. Number two is nutrition. And Dr. Open said that there's just so many fads and diets out there, but what he has just encouraged his students to do is to try to focus on eating foods kind of like our ancestors ate. So as natural as possible and trying to stay away from sugars, liquid oils and processed foods. And I know that's especially hard when you're running from here and there, but that is just one of the general concepts is as we eat and put more natural things into our body that our body feels better and less stressed. So that doesn't mean the chips on the go. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can never have chips on the no, go. No, again. Yeah. Just moderation and, and try to be smart. If you're feeling particularly stressed, sometimes, although we crave sugar, it may not be the best thing for us. I've started drying fruit. Oh, and I've decided pears is my favorite. Oh, it's so I, I, there's a content there. There's a sugary sweetness that is very, very satisfying. Mm -hmm. The thing about that is don't overdo because usually eight slices, a half a piece of, of fruit, whatever it is. Mm. Um, and something else during the holiday, we're talking about eating healthy. You said avoid sugar. Yeah, be careful. 
that and drinking any alcohol that also contains a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So during the holidays, moderate that, yeah. which will also help you with your eating. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So exercise is number one. Nutrition is number two. Number three is managing your stress. And there's two points that he really made about that. The first is preventing stress. And he said that there are a couple of things you can do to help prevent stress. And I have to share this quote that he shared with me. He said, thankfulness seems to work every time to prevent stress. So if you are in a mindset and speaking things or writing things that you are thankful for, then you will just generally prevent stress. And I thought that was so insightful. The other thing that he commented, several things that you can do to prevent stress are having an attitude of acceptance. You know, things aren't always going to work out the way we planned. And we'll talk more about that in the second half of the podcast. Forgiveness is a huge one at helping us prevent stress, discovering new things. So having that attitude of curiosity, observing mindfulness. So being happy and content in the moment, which is so much easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. Um, But he said that gratitude or thankfulness is the most powerful that he has found. And his research has shown that that is the most powerful. So if nothing else, cultivate an attitude of gratitude during the stressful times. That's a really good one. Okay. Number four. So two approaches. So the first half is preventing stress. And the second half is learning to turn stress off once it starts. And that's difficult. It is. It is. And he said that some of the keys that he has found helpful are learning meditation. And Mm -hmm. often that can just be like breathing exercises. And those don't have to take very long. Just think about taking three deep breaths and breathing through. And I, I often imagine myself releasing the stress from my body and taking several deep breaths, you know, just taking a minute or two. And usually my stress kind of congregates in my stomach area. And so I just try to visualize, okay, I'm releasing this. I ask my divinity to help me with that process just because I know that it'll probably help me move it through a lot easier. He said yoga is another huge stress reliever. And um, so meditation, yoga, just those more calming things. So I know I made a little card for my daughter as she took off from home and um, made a list of things she could do when she was stressed. But playing more calming music. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we play holiday songs and if they're happy and joyful, that, that could help, right? Relieve stress, or maybe you need quiet. Sometimes I just need quiet. Um, Especially in hectic times. You're right. I like classical. I like the strings and I can put that on and that helps me about breathing. I've heard that even if you do three or five breathing exercises, when you think about it and inhale for and hold it for three and release it for three. That Mm -hmm. kind of gets your mind going. Like you said, visualize where you're releasing the stress from and holding it for free and then letting it go. Even three to five of those deep deep breathing exercises could be helpful. You could do that in the car even. Yeah, 
Yeah. Several years ago, I had a lady come on who is a yoga instructor, and she taught me a couple of things that I could quickly teach. One of them is nostril breathing. She said that if you breathe through your left nostril, so if you plug your right nostril, breathe through your left nostril, it is calming and cooling. Really? And I did not know that. She said, if you plug your left nostril and breathe through your right nostril, it is more energizing. So if you're feeling tired and you need more energy, breathe through your right nostril. And I was like, what? Anyway, so the left brain, right brain type thing. I don't know what it is, but I've tried it and it actually works. It's kind of crazy. So if, if you need to calm down, if you're feeling stressed, just plug your right nostril and take several deep breaths through your left nostril. And that will help calm you. So, so interesting. Another one that she taught me was what was, is called victory breathing. And basically you say the victory, you kind of sip it in three syllables. So victory, you breathe in that way and then breathe out that way. Victory. So it sounds like this. Victory, 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 victory. And that's particularly helpful with anxiety. So if you're struggling with anxiety, victory breathing can help calm that. So there's several different techniques that you can do just the deep breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, like you're blowing on hot soup. That's critical, the victory breathing, the nostril breathing, there's several different types of breath that you can incorporate during any stressful time. Wow, it's amazing what we can do that it seems very simple. Yes. The thing about it is in the middle of a stressful situation, can you engage in that kind of memory? Yes. I mean, will you think about, oh, wait, I can breathe and it'll be better. But we don't always think about that. So it's that's a mental exercise that we have to get used to doing, too. It's true. I find it helpful. And I have a list on my phone of things that I can do when I'm feeling stressed, because like you said, in the moment, we often don't think of these things. And so Mm -hmm. that's where I have these ideas because they just, it's like when you're stressed, you can't think of them. (laughs) What can I do to stress? I don't even know. My brain can't think of anything right now. You know? So if you're You're on overload, take notes and write down things that you're like, Oh, I've done that before. That really does help me when I'm feeling stressed. You can write down the left nostril breathing or the victory breathing or the breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, breathing, you know, deep, deep breaths all the way down to your diaphragm. So those are calming things. So write, make a list right now. And you just call it your (laughs) de-stress or your wellness uh, ideas for whenever you have stress in your life. So I like the idea of wellness ideas because that's a positive spin on it. Yes, it is. But then you can also include things other than just de-stressors. You can include other things that would bring you a healthy attitude or or whatever. I I like that. That's that's a great idea. In fact, I even have several playlists on my phone. Um, One for when I need like more energy some when I need more calming, I have an exercise playlist. And so that's another tip you can do in managing stress is just having these things in place on your phone, because we all have our phones with us all the time. Right. And we can easily, okay, I need a calming playlist, play, you know, I need an energizing playlist, play. I'm going to go walk through my neighborhood, play, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when they walk through the neighborhood, put one of our podcasts on. (laughs) 
I've had a lot of mothers say, I really like your podcast being 30 minutes because that's my walk. (laughs) That works too. That works too. Okay. So we have exercise, nutrition, managing stress, which includes preventing it and then managing once it shows up. And then the fourth point is getting enough sleep. And I know most of you women at this point are like, whatever. I can't do (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Okay. When does that happen? I know, but Dr. Open talked about the studies that have been done and the consequences of not getting enough sleep and any mother knows how that feels because we've had babies that are awake and are waking up every few hours, sick children. And we know the side effects of that. You can actually start hallucinating. And I mean, the effects of not getting enough sleep. I've noticed that I am more emotional. My kids are more emotional when they don't get enough sleep. There's more, you know, random breakouts of tantrums or whatever. None of us manage our emotions well if we're not getting enough sleep. There's that. And Dr. Open also gave several tips about what we can do to sleep better. He says it's important to sleep in a place that's as dark and as quiet as possible. I know since I have sons on the autism spectrum, one of them especially has a hard time falling asleep and staying asleep. We've trained him to stay in his room till his clock says six, but we sleep with a noisemaker just because he'll sometimes wake up at four in the morning and I don't want to wake up at four in the morning if he's up at four in the morning, you know, that would really inhibit my ability to get rest. Yeah. And so everybody in my house sleeps with a noisemaker in their room, just because we know that Nathan is going to wake up early most days. And, and so we just, we sleep with that to, to keep it as quiet as possible. Um, Another thing that Dr. Open commented on, and I think this is something that we probably struggle with as women, is reducing screen time before bed. And that's just a general practice that reducing that blue light helps us go to sleep. Our minds calm down and sleep. And so try to get rid of screen time as early as possible because when blue light is on, melatonin doesn't kick in our bodies and you'll have a harder time falling asleep and there's nothing worse than finally laying down and your brain is like you know right right. (laughs) so um the other thing that he said was spending time in the sun every day and he said that's especially important in the early morning hours because that helps produce melatonin. It will help your body produce melatonin so you'll actually sleep better at night. And I did not know that. That's interesting. Isn't that interesting? So just even getting a little bit of sun, whether it's winter or summer, just a little bit of sunshine in your life will help you sleep better. So people in the Northwest will have a difficult time sometimes. Yes. Is that? Yes. Absolutely. Well, in the wintertime, a lot of places, they don't get any and they think of people in Alaska in the northern part of the hemisphere yeah Uh, my son was stationed up there in Fairbanks for a while and they had to learn to get the the light Mm -hmm. get a special light so the family and their boys were getting that type of light that they need yeah that they don't have when it's dark up there yeah those many months so there's different ways to do it yeah the more natural the better the more yes. natural, the better. So if you can get outside. Yes. Good um, idea. 
if not take a D3 supplement, I know when my family moved to Utah and that first winter, I thought I was going to die. And it, and it wasn't until I went and got blood work done that my doctor was like, you are D3 deficient. You need to take it year round. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. And I was surprised at the boost in my mood, just taking vitamin D3 year round. So get, get the kinds that are liquid and, mm -hmm. and those little flexible capsules. I was talking to my pharmacist and she said, sometimes they sell like a powder form of it and your body does not absorb it as well. So no. my mama said, get the liquid capsule kind of D3 because that's what your body absorbs better. It's readily available. I have a couple of children that have the same thing, the vitamin D3 deficiency. And we learned a long time ago how critical it is to do oh, that. Yeah. So be aware and, and check your children too. Be aware of that in your children too. Yeah. The final point Dr. Open made about sleep was that they found that there's some golden hours of sleep and you should try to be sleeping during those times. And he says it's from 11 PM until 3 AM. Oh. So if you're one of those people who likes to stay up late, that's not necessarily always healthy for you. It's almost better for you to go to bed a little bit earlier and wake up at like three in the morning or four in the morning and then get to work. But I thought that was interesting. He said they're the golden magical hours of sleep. I wonder how they test that. That is fascinating to me. I don't know. I know. I, he he had all these studies because that's his PhD. This is what he studies all the time. But that's what they found in their research is that those are the golden hours of sleep. And I am guilty of staying up late, especially when your kids get older and you're waiting for them to come home. That mm -hmm. is really, really tricky. So I say just do your best. <laughs> right. And if you do it most of the time, because mm -hmm. we have sick children waking up and everything. Yeah. And, and I would say if, if you have kids that are keeping you up late or babies that are waking you up in the middle of the night, get a nap. You know, those are some of the things, get your sleep. If you're exhausted, I still, to this day, every once in a while, I lay down for a 20 minute power nap and mm -hmm. I'm amazed at how much better it helps me manage the rest of the day. Especially for new mothers, young mothers. I try to remind them when I talk to them, the baby takes a nap. <laughs> Now, I know you feel like, oh, this gives me an hour that I can get something done. Yeah. But you know what? What's more important? Your self-care. So yeah. you take that 20-minute power nap and maybe not accomplish quite as much during that hour, the baby's sleeping. But we can, we can grab things during the day sometimes if your children are all at school yeah. before, before they come home. Because when they come home, there's no stopping. You're just busy the rest of the evening. So those are fascinating. Yeah. Four points. Size, nutrition, managing stress, and getting enough sleep. Those are the four things that he makes his students sign the contract that they'll incorporate those habits in their lives during his class. And it works. I think I'm going to put those in the show notes and refer to Dr. Olpin. Yeah. I think that would be really, really helpful for our moms. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you didn't write them down, They'll be in the show notes. There Not all go. the details, but just the one, two, three, four. That's great. All right. So um, should we take a quick break and then come back and talk about fa managing family traditions and staying halfway alive <laughs> as we juggle expectations? <laughs> I think we can do that. We'll be back in a sec. During this break, I want you to think about a couple of things. If you've been following our podcast, you know that we are starting a rebranding process for the podcast and for the, the new 
American Mothers virtual learning platform. And we want and need your help. Please go to the American Mothers community on Facebook and would love to have you become a member. But on this page, you'll find a survey. Please log into the survey and answer those questions. And what it is telling us is what you would like to see in our virtual learning program. What topics you'd like the podcast to address and the speakers and presenters. We're going to be more proactive in helping you find answers to what you need as mothers. I know I needed a lot of answers and that's why I relied on so many of my friends and especially my mentors in American Mothers to help me understand what I needed to do to be a better mother and understand and raise my children better. Fill out the survey and that'll be helpful for us. Remember, go to the American Mothers Community Facebook page. Tamara, as we were talking while we were taking a break, we concluded I'm going to put a link to the podcast that you held with Dr. Michael Open so our listeners can enjoy what he has to say during your podcast. That will be okay, right? Absolutely. It was really fun to interview him. We were just talking about things we can do as far as gift giving during the holiday seasons that will help make it easier. Simplify gift giving. What were some of the things you did as far as simplifying gift giving, Deanne? Well, we, my sibling, my children do it. They rotate names. So they have a rotation schedule. They only give to one. We have a family of eight children. So giving to seven other families really would impact financially, but they only have one family a year to focus on and they just rotate. Uh, Another thing is when it's really difficult, give of yourself. Mm. In fact, we've started doing that with our grandchildren. We give a family gift and we do, excuse me, we plan an outing or something during the year because we live in snow country. So it's not always easy to get out. But this year we had a family over for a hot dog roast and s'mores. That was one of the outings that we told them would do during Christmas time. I love that. And another one, we knew one of our grandsons loved dinosaurs. So we gifted that family a trip to the dinosaur uh, museum up in the northern part of our state. And we spent all day and we took them to dinner. And so it was an outing, an event we could anticipate and plan for the year. And that was really a fun memory. Mm hmm. So give gifts of experiences, say during this year, we're going to do this together. And they, like you said, they don't have to be super expensive. They can be simple and s'mores and hot dogs. (laughs) And they loved it. It was so funny. Help grandpa build the fire. And it was just a, a fun evening. Yeah. I love that. I love that. We also talked about how simplifying gift giving, maybe giving less. Yes. And doing something like that, that would help ease the financial strain of the holidays. You mentioned that any of your children's requests had to be done by Thanksgiving or December 1st. (laughs) Right. That was it. They were, they, well, mainly if they really want a popular item, you just can't find it after that time anyway. That was the beginning of it. But the main purpose was for them to stop thinking about themselves. Then they can start thinking about what they're going to do for other people or give to other people. And we found that it helped them think about others differently. Mm -hmm. We could do a service. We helped a family or we did other things that 
brought joy to the family mm -hmm. and increased gratitude, which is something Dr. Olpin talked about. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't about them. We wanted to take the holidays about, it's about me. Yeah. And do it, it's about helping others. I love that. And while we're talking about that, it's also good to maybe pause and think about if you're not sure who to serve or who to help, think about people who've lost someone in the last year or two or 10, you know, that might be struggling right. during the holidays, though, widows or widowers or people who have lost children and think of maybe something you could do to help them. I know that I love taking plates of goodies around to people or, you know, stuff like that. Just right. Well, Merry Christmas. Sometimes it's good to go visit people. You don't have to bring them something. That's true too. When my sister-in-law was, was in bed, she said people felt like they needed to bring something, but she said, I don't need stuff. What was important to me is have people care enough to, to come and just spend a little bit of time with me. And something else too, if you know someone who is a caregiver, offer to sit with that person for an hour or two while the caregiver has an opportunity to get out. That is true. Or we also went to uh, senior centers and told stories or sang Christmas carols with them. Yeah, I've done that as well. It's wonderful because often some, some of those people are remembered, but not always. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of them that are there that don't have anybody come and visit them. And some have lots of family members. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of things we can do to help relieve stress during the holiday <laughs> and find joy. We can't do it all today. We can't give you all the recommendations or ideas, but there's places you can go to get some ideas. But I think it's something that I really like to think about is you remember you'll be happier if you can go with the flow and expect that there will be some delays or crises or two, or it's not going to go as expected. Yeah. We're mothers. We should know. <laughs> and one of my favorite sayings and people say well Deanne what are you doing how are you doing that and I says well I discovered a long time ago if I'm not flexible I would have broke a long time ago <laughs> so just remember don't let whatever happens bring you down mm -hmm. and another thing is that time is precious even if this holiday season doesn't include all of your family traditions for whatever reasons savor the moments and the new memories that you're making. Mm -hmm. Don't get stressed about if all the decorations aren't up exactly like you want them. We've just downsized. And I had to share my decorations with a lot of different people. Because I'm not still going to have room with all of them that I kept. But I'm, I'm not ready to give them all away yet. Yeah. So it's pick your priorities. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to do that every day. Make your list. Decide what's most important and forget about the rest or put it the next day. And then you can decide if it's more important the yeah. next day. Don't try I, to get it all done in one day. Yeah. Very, very wise. Well, we hope that these tips have been helpful to you as you approach the holiday season, that you'll be able to look at it through the lens of having a more happy and joyous and peaceful, less stressful holiday season. <laughs> We've run out of time this episode, so let's plan on sharing more tips and tricks and share a couple stories of the art of kindness during the holidays with our listeners next time. Remember to visit the American Mothers Community Facebook page and complete the survey and submit your name 
for the new virtual learning platform for American mothers. It'll also become the name of the podcast. So give us a good one. Have a good week. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for, nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another. Until then, just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.